peace of Christ to you. So today, we, uh, we start this uh, journey that we've been talking about with um, Christians uh, throughout the city and even beyond as we start this brave journey. And uh, I was thinking some about, um, one, did you note you know, this, this brave journey? We're taking little steps along the way, and did you note the, the, the brave trio? That was up here. I just wanted to call out the brave trio that was up here uh, singing with Brenda and, and, and Dave and uh, Marina. And, uh, you know, so it's just one step at a time. They're not singing a solo or anything. Or they, didn't have, they weren't even mic'd, but they were coming up and being brave in, in, uh, in singing. Um, and for uh, um, some, that's a huge step of faith. Um, and so each one of us have different places that the Lord's going to be calling us forward to go on this journey. Uh, but the, the, the question is, how are you prepared for this journey? There are some, uh, when we would go on journeys as a, as a family, uh, there was one of my children, and I, I won't say who, uh, but they would get in the car, or, or even before we were going, they would decide if they were going to join with us. On this journey, like they had some say in the matter and they'd want to know, all right, well, where are we going on Monday? What are we having for lunch on Monday? And then what are we having for dinner on Tuesday? And then what time are we getting up on Wednesday? Yeah, they wanted to know all the details. Maybe some of you are like that on this journey and you're like really a control freak, you know, and you're like, well, what are we going to do? How is this going to work? You know, oh, that's, relax. Get in the car, or as you'll see, get in the boat, and we'll, on this journey, learning to trust God. Now, another of my children would wake up, um, you know, would one eye open, one eye closed, with sort of blanket and pillow in hand, sort of crawl into the back seat, and then wake up two days later and say, what are we doing in Massachusetts? Yeah, totally just out of it. Just distracted by it all. Didn't, didn't engage in the journey at all, but just along for the ride. Well, if that's you, it might be time to wake up. Might be time to say, to get both eyes open and saying, All right, what are you going to teach me, Jesus? What, what is this, this journey going to, to show me? How are you going to lead me in a place of being brave in my own life for us as, as a church? So, wherever you are on the spectrum, from the control freak to, to the one who's totally distracted, it's now time to have our ears open, our, our hearts soft, and our Feet ready to enter in this journey together uh, with Jesus. And let's, with energy and, and excitement, anticipation, as my wife would regularly do on the journey, make us all put our hands on top of one another, and at some point on the way, all right, everybody, one, two, three, we're going to have fun! 
And that would start then the journey. And, and that's what we're on. And if, if it's, it's fun in the deepest sense of the way. It's, we engage with our Creator on what is meaningful, what is, has purpose, what has real joy and real beauty. That's what we want as we learn to be brave, to, to live in the power of the resurrection today. That it's not just something we celebrated last Sunday. It's not just uh, something that it's a, that's a, a nice story, but it's something that we live as we learn to be brave together. Let's pray. Gracious God, we ask uh, that your spirit would indeed help us uh, open our eyes, wake us up if we need that, uh, help us relax if we need to to let go um, and be free in you. However, uh, we engage with you to learn from you how you will make us brave. As you've been making people brave since the beginning. We give ourselves to you. Help us hear your word for us and for each of us uh, individually and together as a church. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Alright, so on this journey, what, who, who we're really going to be learning from throughout these next six weeks is Peter. And it's Simon Peter. He, sometimes he's called Simon, sometimes Peter. But he, he's got, uh, that's who we'll be um, journeying with in these next several weeks. So today, we're in um, Luke chapter 5. It's uh, 8.36 in your pew Bible, or uh, feel free to look at it in your own Bible. You can follow along on the screen, or wherever you might have your Bible, you can follow along there. And uh, this is really Jesus... Obviously, it's not his first encounter with, with Peter. We know in chapter 4, he's already come along and healed his, his mother-in-law, and uh, they've had some interaction. But this is the, the, the one where Jesus really engages with Peter and says, we've got a journey together. We've got an adventure together. Are you ready? And you ready to be brave? And helps him to take the necessary steps towards courage and bravery. Um, Luke chapter 5, we'll start with verse 1. Hear the word of the Lord. Once, while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and that's Peter, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore... Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he'd finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked all night long but have caught nothing. Yet, if you say so, I will let down the nets. All right, so Peter's a fisherman. Yeah, and he's been hanging out all night long in his boats, uh, casting out the nets, trying to catch uh, the fish. And now it's, it's been fishing through the early morning. And now it's, the day is breaking and the sun is out. And the, Jesus is coming on the scene. There are crowds around. And so Jesus is teaching the crowds. And so he sees the boat there and says, Hey, Peter, here, let's, let's do this. Let me get in the boat and then you paddle a little bit out and that will be my pulpit. 
and then the crowds can gather at the shoreline. It's sort of a natural, you can see how that could be sort of a natural auditorium. And then the water sort of helps carry the, 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 the sound of Jesus' voice. So he's teaching then the, the group that is gathered there. And then, after the teaching, you think, um, I preach long, I'm telling how long Jesus was preaching. So Peter's been up all night, and he's got his nets set and cleaned and ready to go. I mean, Jesus wants to get in the boat. Okay, we'll go out. I'll do what you want me to do. We'll set you out. And now, after he, he figures, you know, it's sort of like some of you might get at the end of this. Oh, he just said, finally. So he's concluding. You know, so that means he's about finished, right? And so Peter's probably like, oh, yeah, he's probably, you know, feeling his bed back at home that he's going to, to hit. Or, or what the, and yet then Jesus turns to him and says, you know, let's go a little further out into the water. And, and let's set our nets uh, out there for fish. Now, there's all kinds of things then that are going on, have to be going on in Peter's mind. Because any fisherman knows that the middle of the day in the middle of the lake is not the time to go fishing there. And on top of that, Peter's exhausted. He's ready to go home. But he agrees. He takes the simple steps of trust and obedience to Jesus. He recognizes that the beginning of this journey, he's got enough of a relationship with Jesus. When Jesus says, Peter, I want to get in your boat, that Peter says, okay, come get in the boat. And, and then he, he has enough sense, enough trust and obedience in Jesus to, to, when he says, I want you to set the nets out to catch fish. He's like, okay. I mean, it's a huge inconvenience. I mean, he's exhausted. In his mind, it makes no sense. He's probably looking like a fool to the rest of the the crowds who are there saying, why is Peter going out in the middle of the lake at this time and setting out his nets? Everybody knows you don't catch fish at this time. But Peter has that initial trust, that initial obedience to do what Jesus is asking him to do. And that's a necessary thing. I mean, we're, we're here this first Sunday. It is, it is a necessary point that we say, okay, Jesus, yeah, you, you can get in the boat. You, you can be the one that will be in you know, my life with me. And, and yeah, you're going to give me some instructions. And so, yeah, I'm going to do what you want me to do. Sometimes. Most of the time. What we see here with Peter and with Jesus is we see this movement where Peter is recognizing, and it's a movement that we have to make as well, that everything we have is gift. Yeah, it's really not Peter's boat. It's God's boat that's been given to Peter. It's really, really not Peter's fishing nets. It's God's nets that have been entrusted to Peter. And it's the same that is a... A first step for us being on this journey with Jesus is that we have to say, okay, yeah, it's not really my life. It's not really my stuff. It's not really my time to do with what I want, but it's a gift. It's your time. It's your stuff. It's the life that you have given to me. So that place of trust and obedience 
on this, this journey to say, okay, Jesus, you're, you're in the boat, and, and we're ready to go where you'll, you want to take us, even though it might seem foolish at times, even though it might seem really uncomfortable. Um, Barb Linder, who led in the first service, shared a story uh, that when she first became a, a Christian, it was around uh, 38, 39 years ago, and that, that she was um, working at, at her job, and in her quiet times, in her t- time of prayer, she felt like the Lord was saying, you need to leave this job. And she's like, well, in the time she was a single woman, you know, living on her own, she's like, well... Why well, leave the job? I, you know, that brings money, and I need that. And, she, and but she felt that was the case, and so she said she woke up uh, uh, that morning, and she just said, "Okay, God, you make it impossible for me to stay in this job if you want me to leave." Yeah, that's sort of a clever little prayer there. All right, if you want me, you make it impossible to stay. That afternoon, when she went into work, she got fired. And so her prayer was answered in the affirmative that it was no longer her job. Sometimes God will say, this is what you need to do. And it may seem foolish to the world. and It may seem crazy to you. But it's what he's calling us to do for reasons beyond what we can imagine or foresee. You know, for some folks, uh, this, this journey with Brave, you know, is, is, it's one where there's no written material. You know, everything is digital. It's either on a laptop or a tablet or a computer or a smartphone. And this is, you know, the great thing was that last week, you know, at Easter, we said, you know, for some of you, this is going to be a huge step of faith that you're going to learn how to use a smartphone or tablet or something like that. And I had a grandpa come up to me last service and sort of surreptitiously pulled out of his pocket his new smartphone and said, yeah, my 16-year-old granddaughter teaching me how to use it. I'm like, awesome. Now he's inviting Jesus into the boat. Take me to a new place, a new way that requires bravery and obedience. And that's where Peter is and what Peter's telling us. It's what... what this journey of being brave is a call of trust and obedience where we're learning to give all that God has given to us back to Him. And asking the question, okay, where, where do you want me to go? Where are you leading me? All right, look at verse 6 then of our, our passage. 6 through 8. So he's laid, laid the, the nets into the water. When they'd done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Go away from me, Lord. For I am a sinful man. Yeah, that, that's not the response that I would have expected from Peter. Right? I mean, Peter's a fisherman, right? I mean, he spends his days wanting to catch fish. The better days are the days that he catches lots of fish. 
I'm, I'm thinking that he's been dreaming about this day. Yeah, and he's, I, I imagine that if a fisherman has so many fish in the nets and he's got to call another boat over and both of the boats are sinking, he's like saying, whoa, awesome, praise the Lord. Look, that boat's the college education for the kids and that boat's retirement. Here we come. This is my day. But that's not, you know, what, what he does. But this is the key day, the key point for him learning to be brave. Brene Brown is a um, a researcher at the University of Houston, and she's spent most of her time studying shame and courage. And a book she wrote a couple years ago is called Daring Greatly, and the subtitle is the power of vulnerability. And what she says is what's absolutely crucial to learning how to be brave, to truly learning how to be brave, is to be vulnerable, to be real, to be honest, to recognize that we're broken, that, that we're not complete, that we're not whole, that in, in a sense we really are cowards. That we are selfish, weak, or mean. And to to be honest and open with ourselves, with God, and with others. Because what keeps us from truly being brave is the fear of being known, really. Of being discovered. Of being unveiled, revealed. And so what happens here with Peter is he realizes in this moment that he's not just having a good teacher in his boat. He doesn't just have a guy that's a spiritual healer in his boat with him. Peter may not grasp all that Jesus is, but he knows that this one is in touch with some kind of power, some kind of reality, some kind of truth that he can't imagine. And if this guy knows where all the fish are in the middle of the day, then this guy must know everything about me. And he must know that he is pure, he is good, and I am a sinful man. And it's the best thing for Peter to realize. But then he turns to Jesus and says, Jesus, you've got to get away from me. You know, I'm a sinful man and you're not. So you've got you've to go. You've got to leave me. See, Peter thinks he's ruined here. That, that, that it's been revealed that he is, a, he is worthless, that he is puny, that really he is a coward. But that's not what happened. See, Peter hadn't been revealed. Jesus knew who Peter was the first time he saw him. I mean, he, he knew Peter's character. He knew Peter's brokenness. What's, what's being revealed here is Peter's honesty with himself. Peter's Understanding himself and Peter starting to understand Jesus. 
Jesus is being revealed to Peter. Peter has discovered a little more honestly who he is. And he's become vulnerable before Jesus. It's the same for us. If we're on adventure with Jesus, it means vulnerability with Him. To take steps into into bravery means to be vulnerable. Be open and honest with Him. See, Jesus knows you. He knows me better than we even know ourselves. And, And He has an adventure for you. He's got an adventure for us. I mean, He's given the, the stuff. He's given us the boat. He's given us the nets. He's given us the life, the, the stuff. The, and He's giving us the direction and purpose for the adventure that He has that is a part of His kingdom. But He comes to us not as we want to be, not as we think we are, but as we truly are. And so to truly be brave, it means we're vulnerable with Him. With ourselves and with others. And then this is what happens. Verse 9. After all the the fish had had come in, and Peter falls before Jesus. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. So, Jesus catches this miraculous number of fish. Peter realizes he's in the presence of something more than just a a human um, like like himself. And he falls in utter brokenness and says, you need to get away from me. I'm sinful. And then Jesus doesn't do what Peter wants him to do. And instead he turns to Peter and says, I've got a mission for you. I've got a plan for you. I've got some some work for you to do that is filled with meaning and purpose that is about the kingdom. You're exactly where you need to be now to be about the mission that I have for you. Jesus wants to get in our boats. As a church, He wants to get in our boats individually. And he, he wants to direct us. He, he wants to lead us. He's, he's got a heading. He's got a direction. He, he, he's got them planned out for us and for us to participate, to come alongside, to be vulnerable, open, and honest, and to accept that mission in obedience and in trust. I don't know what that mission might be. It might be personal. It might be a relationship for you that you've let languish, that you need to address. It may be an addiction that you're flirting with. Or as Cedric was saying earlier, it may be something in the community that that you know breaks the heart of God and God is laying on your heart to to act in bravery to address it. It it may be relationships where God's put you there to be a witness to Jesus. Or maybe something that has that doesn't deal with tomorrow or next week. It may be months or years from now. But he's 
got that plan and purpose and He's ready to help us be brave in following His lead and being real and honest with ourselves and with Him. But we can't forget here that Jesus gives this picture here of Peter catching abundant fish. I mean, what he's telling Peter and what he's telling us, listen, walking with me, following my lead, will lead to that which is filled with meaning and purpose and joy. Barb, Linder, who I told you about earlier, you know, who God said, all right, you need to leave your job. Well, within the next several weeks, she, as a part of the church, her um, Another man in, in the church, Gus Lindner, came to her and said, You know, you need to go talk to John Reganos. He's a dentist, and he has needs at his office, and you need to go talk to him. And Barb's like, I don't know anything about dentistry. I'm not, I haven't been trained in that. That doesn't matter. Go, go talk to him. And so she did, and she got hired by Dr. Reganos and worked there for 35 years and ended up also through Gus Linder. Gus Linder became her father-in-law as she married one of his sons. So what she what looked like throwing your nets in the, in the middle of the day that makes no sense ends up becoming the very direction and step that she needs for the next uh, couple chapters in her life. But it took a little bit of bravery, a little bit of step of trust and obedience, and then even vulnerability of walking with Jesus. During these next six weeks, as we walk through this together, we as a church and individually will have the, those same kind of experiences of being pushed to places that are uncomfortable, that may be new, that take bravery, that take courage. And it's the the place where where Jesus is leading us. I can promise you that it'll be challenging unless you got it all figured out. Unless unless you are there where you're loving God while your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and you're loving your neighbor perfectly as yourself. If that's you, then you're good. You, You got smooth sailing. But if that's not you, then as Jesus is leading you, that is his purpose for you it can show itself in all kinds of ways. But that's His purpose for you. And He will lead us, challenge us in new and exciting ways as we grow in the bravery and courage of trusting in Him. Let's invite Him in the boat. And let's see what He tells us to do. And where he's got us headed. Amen.